it's important to know around, especially around DEI, these things are, you know, it's not just about our workplace, it's, it's about society, it's institutions, and things like you named around racism, sexism, capitalism, all of those things, those have been designed for centuries, yeah. right? So we've been, we, we have been working and we've, and you know, I respect and honor the folks who have been doing this work for decades um, because this work is inherently trying to also dismantle and confront sy systems that were designed to honor and serve things like sexism and bigotry and capitalism and all of those things. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. We discuss very often the old topics that are around diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And we will continue to do so because even though there has been some progress in DIB, the work to be done is way more than the work that has been done so far. We still have a lot to do. And that's, on the one hand, uh, concerning because that means that a lot of the things that we have been talking about for a long time still are pending to be done. But on the, other on the other hand, it is exciting as well because that creates a lot of opportunities for us to keep pushing these, uh, the, the strategies around DEIB, the message, the awareness, the actions uh, forward in our organizations and our society. So I am very excited to continue having these conversations in Hacking HR specifically here in the podcast and today, we're going to chat about one of the angles of DEIB, which is equitable and inclusive leaders. Very, very important component of making DEI work and stick and succeed in organizations. And we are going to have this conversation with somebody who uh, is very passionate about all things, diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, human development, leadership, uh, trying and working very hard to build uh, inclusive programs and to continue moving the world forward uh, with uh, uh, making it more diverse, inclusive, and equitable. And we're going to talk about uh, uh, equitable and inclusive leadership with her. So Jen, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and privilege to be in space with you, Enrique, but also just to be talking about topics like this. Yeah. Why are you so passionate about this? Well, I, I, I know you are. We have interacted many times before. And, and you, there are people who, who talk about this topic and there are people who are like, they bleed, you know, DIB. <laughs> and I think you're one of the latter. So why are you so passionate about this? Yeah, I mean, why I'm so passionate about it is because I believe that there's no there's no option not to be. This is about our this is about being humans. This is about um, you know, honoring for myself, selfishly my ancestors. It's honoring and creating systems and a society that I can be proud to raise my son in and future generations in. So I think it's it's a passion because it's a life it's this is my life this is you know this is a society i want to be proud of or i'm at least working to be proud of to be able to say that it's safe for other folks it's safe for folks who've been historically marginalized that continue to be marginalized so i'm passionate about it because i love 
you know, I, I want to be a part of a world that honors and respects everyone. And I know we aren't there yet. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that uh, because it feels that it's not just a, a societal imperative, but it's, you know, even selfishly, you know, it is like for our own individual future, for the future of, you know, your son, our families. I, I'm also, you know, my, my uh, family, I am originally from Venezuela, so I am an immigrant uh, in the United States. And I also want to build a world where other Latinos or Latinx uh, folks have, you know, better opportunities and, and a road that respects them, right? A, a, mm -hmm. You know, a workplace that respects them and, and, and embraces them with everything they are. So I, I love that, Jen. And let me ask you this. We're going to talk about leadership in a second, but I want to ask you, uh, we have been discussing for so long diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And of course, there are times in history, particularly the more recent history, when we are more aware because of social media of the things that happen to some um, minorities or some marginalized groups, like what happened to George Floyd in 2020. We are more aware now of DIB and we are acting more. But why is it that we are still trying to solve for problems that we knew existed for you know, hundreds of years, and we, some people have been trying to solve for them for hundreds of years, and we are still here talking about racism, talking about white supremacy, talking about discrimination, talking about bigotry. Why is it that we haven't gotten to the point where we're like, all right, we already solved this thing. Why? Yeah, I think it's important to know around, especially around DEI, these things are you know, it's not just about our workplace, it's it's about society, it's institutions, and things like you named around racism, sexism, capitalism, all of those things, those have been designed for centuries, yeah. right? So we've been, we, we have been working, we've, and, you know, I respect and honor the folks who have been doing this work for decades, um, because this work, is inherently trying to also dismantle and confront sy systems that were designed to honor and serve things like sexism and bigotry and capitalism and all of those things. And so like society also continues to grow and shift, you know, let's say for example, like the social media, right? Like how, how that continued to help things be accountable, but also helped kind of different types of information get out into the world. And so what we have to do as practitioners and really not just practitioners, like we have folks who are activists, who people who are on the ground, like who are trying to really combat these things. We are also having to address the historical traumas and the historical ways these things have come to be. In addition to making sure that we are all essentially up to date and keeping up with the way that society works today. I think a lot of folks, things like racism, uh, a lot of folks will think, oh, KKK and like the, those, those types of racism, what we're seeing today and what more folks are learning and acknowledging and understanding um, are, is that racism isn't always this like very blatant, um, obvious thing, right? Racism can be everything to just touching someone's hair without permission. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's those, those really minor moments in addition to these major moments. You know, we talked to, you named George Floyd, 
um, but also like what had the massacre that happened in Buffalo. Yeah. Right. Um, and you know, we had someone who proclaimed that they were a white supremacist, right? I think why we're continuing to work on this is because these things, racism, sexism, and so forth are ingrained and designed into our systems, into our institutions, into our society. And so that is no small thing to start to address. So I think the visibility has increased over over the you know the past couple of years i think because of things like social media um this new generation of our workforce keeping leaders and institutions accountable around what it means to have a place of belonging um so i think i don't you know i pray that we never have a role like mine you know i pray that my a role like mine is something that's you know a dei senior director of dei that we don't need that anymore yeah. hmm. and um i think there's a lot of space and opportunity to, to continue to to push not just our you know institutions in the workplace but continuing to work across sectors with nonprofits, with folks who are on the ground and activists and community organizers, um, the folks who have been doing this for decades, you know? Yeah. So I think uh, we're, we're, we're making progress and this is centuries, you know, of entrenched um, work that was designed to be this way. There's a lot to dismantle that uh, didn't work before uh, and it's not working now evidently and uh, you know I, I think as opposed to you know technology for example which is like generally it's you know we probably all of us could agree on you know the impact of technology in one thing or another I think DIB because it touches more of the human side of us uh, right. it also touches on the human side of those who have entrenched uh, biases against uh, right. some communities and they may mm-hmm. not see their own biases. They, they may not see their behaviors as being intrinsically biased or discriminatory. Right. Uh, because, right. You know, they were raised to believe that that was the way the world operates, right? And, and exactly. it's not. So it's, it's a very, very complicated uh, work to do. And talking about this, let me connect this to uh, leadership. What what is the role of leaders in building inclusive and equitable workplaces? What do you see their main role uh, being? Yeah. Leader, especially when we're thinking about kind of like that capital L leadership, people who have formal positions of power in an organization, there's an opportunity to use that power to either influence for change in a positive way to for an organization to be more inclusive and more equitable or to use that power to maintain um, what historically organizations work with, to maintain what feels good, to maintain what makes them feel good. So I think leaders have a very important and critical role or can have a critical role, I guess, is the distinction I'll make to create a more equitable and inclusive culture. And why I, you know, I say can is because there's choice in that leadership is a choice. Yeah. And we can, to your point, if let's say you work in an organization that's working on a product and you say, as a leader, my role is only to make sure that we're doing X, Y, Z for the product. That's a choice to say, that's my role 
And in addition to that, my role is also to create an equitable and inclusive organization. So I think leaders have a, a, an important choice to make in an organization around how much they are willing to put their power into play to influence an organization to be more inclusive and more equitable. Yeah, and those, those leaders themselves have to be aware as well because exactly it's, it's just, uh, I, I don't know if there's any data actually about this, but uh, very, you know, like empirically, you see some leaders who are, are not still fully aligned with the, the true idea behind diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. You know, they, uh, some of them see it as it's a PR thing, you know, therefore we have to do it, or it's just like, you know, to check, check off a right. sort of a box somewhere to say that we're doing this or we're doing that, but it's not because they truly believe that the world is, uh, or, or, or our institutions and our systems and our policies are, have biases and, you know, discriminate against some, you know, some minorities, some, some groups, and therefore they have to take very intentional action to build that more human workplace. Right, right. And I think the future of work is inclusive. Yeah. And when organizations, leaders and institutions make a choice not to do anything, they're making a choice to not be inclusive. Yeah. And so that yeah. will impact things like retention and attrition. Um, so I think it is important to, to note that it is about human beings, right? Yeah. We, we, are, we are humans doing work, right? Um, and that this is, this is the future of the workplace. And to your point, people really do need to be aware. And I think it's important to note that DEI, it needs to be integrated and into the organization. It can't just be a nice to have thing that's, that's over there. It's its own thing, right? And I think more and more organizations are starting to integrate DEI into its people systems, into its business systems, so that it can be sustainable and that it's actually a part of the organization's DNA rather than something we fund or we don't fund, yeah. right? Because if it continues to be this external thing, this, this one-off thing, when it comes down to it, when it comes down to budget, and how the business is doing, that's the thing that gets cut off, right? Yeah. Um, and building that awareness is hard. I think an important part of the work for myself as someone who's chosen to do DEI work and be a practitioner in an in institution is I also need to make sure that leaders and leaders specifically who come from privileged spaces and identities have the space to understand what this is. I think Sometimes in this work, when we say we need to be more equitable, more, be more inclusive, we assume we, that people know what that means. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people don't. Yeah. I think it's safe to say most folks, at least the folks that I work with, believe that. And they're like, yes, I, I agree. Um, but it takes a lot of vulnerability to be like, yeah. and I have no idea yeah. where to start or what that means. Yeah. And as leaders, especially, we're conditioned to feel like we need to know what the answer is. We need to know what to do. So I think there's a part of that. We have to break those things down and we have to guide leaders to say, it's okay to not know. And the first step to not knowing is to say, okay, then I need to learn. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I like that distinction that you're making in there uh, because that intentionality 
also goes back to uh, or, or, or forces us to go back to the basics. And I think about this because, you know, I mean, our society, we're so divided you know, about everything. I mean, we cannot even agree on what color the sky is, right? I mean, it's <laughs> we're divided about everything. Uh, but perhaps if we go back to the basics and then we say, you know, uh, building a more equitable and inclusive workplace doesn't mean that white people won't have a space here. It means that we have to remove the barriers that prevent other people that are non-whites from either getting promotions or getting leadership opportunities or getting opportunities at all, right? And going back to the basics, I think, can hopefully help us remove some of those pre preconceived assumptions and ideas that we have or that we, we may have when we hear others talking about you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, or Black Lives Matter movement, or Me Too movement, or all of these things that have uh, accelerated the conversations around DEI. So I love that idea about sort of going back to the basics. Uh, Jane, as we get closer to uh, sort of wrapping up our conversation, I want to ask you one last question, very brief. And if you can tell uh, one, if you can ask leaders to uh, sort of do uh, one action, one thing that they can do to build more equitable and inclusive workplaces. One small thing that could make a significant impact on them and their uh, uh, sort of their teams and the, the places where they work, what would that action be? A very tactical answer. Yeah, the, the one action I would ask leaders of any organization to do, so we, we started this conversation about self-awareness is yeah. very important for leadership overall, but it's, it's also really, really important if you're trying to be a more equitable and inclusive leader to therefore serve a more equitable and inclusive organization. So the first thing that I would tell leaders is to understand and know themselves deeply, to understand their own socialization and how that impacts how they lead others. Yeah. And so the how you can do that is, um, you know, for folks to look up the cycle of socialization by Bobby Harrow. Um, the cycle of socialization um, by Bobby Harrow is meant to be a framework for us to consider our lived experiences and our identities within the context of the lifespan. And why I say do that is because once we do that, we can understand from birth how we have been socialized yeah. and how that impacts our leadership yeah. because to your point earlier like we have all been socialized to to and based on our own life experiences you being from venezuela my family you know me being third generation um and the values that instill around being a filipino american family yeah. that's going to be very different than your family yeah. and that's going to be very different than let's say a you know a white middle class family yeah. and we have to understand what we've been socialized to to act on so that we can be more active around our leadership and being inclusive leaders so that we're not projecting stuff that we have internalized or socialized yeah. onto other folks yeah and so know yourself it's, you know there's a saying around no history no self yeah. i think there's some you know i like to build on around like no self, no leadership. Yeah. Your leadership become can become performative if you don't know yourself. You're performing yeah. someone else's leadership. Yeah, I I, I love that, and um, it's a it's a it's a it's it's very interesting to to talk about knowing thyself, knowing ourselves. You know, because it's a mo most of us think that we that we know ourselves, but perhaps in the context of 
how we were raised, how what we were taught and told when we were growing up is impacting our decisions today. Um, mm-hmm. That that can be truly helpful to understand the way we operate today and how our decisions can either foster or hinder you know, building a human workplace and doing the right. right things for humanity. So Jen, thank you so much for spending this time with me and sharing all these awesome insights with me. And of course, with the Hacking Nature community. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Enrique. It's been thank a pleasure you. and an honor. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking HR podcast. I will see you all soon. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.